All right, all right. Let's get a, let's find our seats this morning. Um, I don't know if I told you Happy New Year or not officially, but Happy New Year officially to you guys. Uh, so good to see you. Let's find our seat. We're going to get in today's um, word and ministry time. Who's ready for the word of the Lord? This our, being our first Sunday of the year, we like to start this first Sunday off in the new year by praying uh, special blessings over each and every one of your lives. So we're going to get to that here in a little bit. And um, I, I'm privileged, I've got a lot of good friends with me today and uh, who are actually going to help uh, do that and, um, and help minister and pray for, for all of you. Uh, I'm going to ask these, these guys if they'll, they'll stand um, and... Um, and just so you kind of know, I'll put a face with a name. You guys are familiar with uh, one of our elders, Pastor Rick Bennett, uh, is with us this morning. All the way from Tempe, Phoenix area. Pastor Hershey Schaffner's with us from Dyersburg. And Prophet Bob Anderson is with us from Eads, Tennessee. Pastor Prentice and I, along with my wife Haley, we had the privilege of being with these guys back in November out at Pastor Rick's church in Phoenix and about uh, spent about three or four days with them uh, in, a, in just a really just a time of ministry uh, with several different churches. The Native American pastors and leaders came uh, and traveled into the area and had about a three-day time where we prayed and ministered and just strengthened and encouraged one another in the purposes of God and just the outpouring of the Spirit. Uh, a lot of prophetic words. Uh, you heard me mention that a few weeks ago when uh, shortly after I returned from that trip and updated you on that. But uh, they're here and uh, they're all here together uh, in this in this area for just about three or four days, and uh, and so uh, uh, excited to be able to have them with us this morning in our church. Uh, Pastor Rick's going to come. He's going to share a few minutes with us and exhort us, and then then we're going to invite everybody uh, forward here in a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna pray for you. I, I believe God has a word for every single one of you. He certainly has a word for us corporately as a church. But I just want you to begin to expect, if you didn't come today expecting, just thought maybe I'm coming to church, just going to check it off my list for today, then I pray right now that you begin to have a mindset and a mentality right now to begin to expect God has a word for you. That he has a word for you. And he's going to, and I believe he wants, he wants you to know that if you will welcome him, that his hand will be firmly fixed upon your life for this year. And that you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in timidity. You don't have to live in misunderstanding. You don't have to live in confusion. You don't have to live in chaos. And you certainly don't have to live if things were bad for you last year. That can turn around and change right here today. That I believe the Spirit of God is here to strengthen us, to bring comfort to our life, to encourage us and to build us up for God's will and God's purpose. How many of you believe God has a purpose and a will for your life? Come on. He has a will and a purpose for your life, and he wants more than anything. He wants to see you live it, and he wants to see you succeed in that and what he has for you today, okay? And so let's open our hearts today to the Word of God, to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and as I invite Pastor Rick to come and open things up this morning. Come on, let's welcome him. I love the bridge of that song. By the way, I bring you greetings from my wife. She couldn't make it on this trip. She's actually ministering at our church in, in Tempe today, so I'll be praying for her. Hallelujah. And uh, but she, I bring greetings from Phoenix, and I was so excited that you guys were having Phoenix temperatures 
until I got here. Now, I don't know what that's about. That's, that's really, that was quite rude of you, but I love you anyway. But anyway, I, I was so excited about how warm it was. Now, I did not want the other things that came with the warm temperatures in the south, all the tornadoes and the severe weather, but I didn't, didn't care for that. But anyway, um, I was, when we were singing the bridge of that song, the bridge of the last song, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Everybody remember the bridge of that song? Let us become more aware of your presence. What's the next line? And let us experience, say experience, the glory of your goodness. How many believe God is good? Now, don't be religious on me. All the time, Pastor. No, how many believe he's good? Seriously, you believe he's good. But how many of you want to live this year? Let's talk about 2016. How many of you want to live this year aware of his presence? On Monday, not Sundays. And on Tuesday, in the middle of the day on Thursday, how many of you want to live aware of the presence of God? Would you wave your hand at me if you want that? Because you're here in the right place today. Because how many of you know it's in our nature, even before we were saved, we always know there's a season and a cycle that God put within you. Cycles and seasons. On the Lord's calendar, there's the feast days of the Lord. and There were times of remembrance and times of kind of getting recalibrated. And even the world does it. Now we know that our worldly calendar is not God's calendar, but we do know that we, we think of, okay, this is a new year. We, we start writing 2016 on our checks, for those of us that still write checks, the older people. And um, we start writing 2016. I usually start writing the new year about April. I finally get the hang of it. You know, anybody with me? And, but we do think about that. It's, it's in our natural makeup to know there's times to recalibrate. Amen. And a lot of times, what I want to share with you today for just a few moments before we begin to minister is I believe there is an attitude for us to do that. And everybody knows the new wine, the Lord will not put in a new wineskin. Why? Because the new wine, I mean the old wineskin, excuse me, the old wineskin can't hold it, right? You know, a lot of times we can get a lot of impartation, we can get a lot of words. How do you want to hold on to what you get today? And, and what I want to say this to you, and I, I know you may think this is so profound, you may think it's too simple to be profound, but the Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago, and I was really meditating on this whole thing of the new wine. We know God saves the best for last and all of that. And yet the Lord, we know he won't put it in an old wineskin because it will leak out. But I want to say that you may feel like an old wineskin, but every old wineskin didn't start out as an old wineskin. You were new. You were renewed in Christ Jesus. You were born again. And, and there's those times in your lives we need to allow God's word and the anointing of his spirit to renew us and refresh us. That's the language of the new covenant. Times of refreshing, refreshing, renewal. Amen? Literally, the word refreshing means resuscitation. How many could use some resuscitation? Much of the church could use some resuscitation. Amen? How about some God's CPR today? Amen? And he does that, obviously, through the touch of his spirit and the power of his word. And so I just wanted to share a few things with you to exhort you today because all the impartation, all the laying on of hands and everything doesn't mean a whole lot if we can't carry it. Would you agree? We need to be able to carry what God deposits in us. And that's the season I believe the Lord's wanting to move the church into. So I've just put a few things down, but I do have one a passage I'd like for us to look at together. Uh, go with me, if you would, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I gave this one to you, didn't I, Jeremy? Okay. 1 Thessalonians 5. And to me, this is the attitude we need to have as we go into this new year. And again, don't let the familiarity of this passage cause you to kind of check out on me this morning, okay? 
Let it, let it speak to you afresh today. This, it, it, what, what's happening here is Paul is addressing the coming day of the Lord. How many know the day of the Lord is coming? But there's a way we live in expectancy of that day of the Lord. And he says this, and just picking up with the narrative in verse 11 of chapter 5. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. How many of you know, if there was one mandate he would speak to the body of Christ, is we should be encouraging and building up one another. Amen? And the prophetic does that. The prophetic is the encouragement of God into our hearts. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction. How many of you appreciate your pastors and your elders and your leaders? Amen? And that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. And all the pastors said, Amen. Amen. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always. Come on, y'all talk to me. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything. Now, that means for everything. I don't give thanks for some traumatic thing in my life. But in that, I give thanks. Amen? There's a difference. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We could actually stop right there and say that's God's will for you in 2016. That you'll always know what it means to rejoice. You'll always know I'm going to pray and I'm not going to stop being in communication with God. Amen? Amen? And I am what? Rejoice? Pray? What else? Huh? Pray? And in everything, give thanks. If we can learn to do that, that really is the attitude of any new season and how to live as we prepare ourselves for what God has. So that's the most important thing. But now I want to pick up now with verse 19 because he continues there. Do not quench what? The Spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. But examine everything carefully. How many of you know that not every prophetic word is necessarily something for you to hold on to? We all know that. We are human vessels. We're not perfect. For somebody to say that if, if a word came forward and it wasn't quite right on or whatever, to say that guy or that person was falsely prophesying, that's just ridiculous to say that. That would be like, and I don't want to hear any more prophetic words. Well, that would be like saying the first time you ever heard a bad teaching, I'm not going to ever sit under teaching again. Right? Are y'all with me? So relax. Relax. The prophetic word of God is for our good. Hold fast to what is good. Amen? That's the of the Lord, the whole fast to that which is good and abstain from every form of evil. And then verse 23, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you, everybody say that word with me out loud, entirely. Say it again, entirely. Well, what did he mean? May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many want every aspect of your life to be complete without blame this year. I'm serious. Every aspect of your life, spirit, soul, and body. Isn't that powerful? And you might say, well, I don't, I, I don't know if I can do that. Well, faithful is he 
who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass. Hallelujah. He's faithful. What he's calling you to in this new year, he will be faithful to bring it to pass. But we need to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything. In other words, no matter what, I'm going to give thanks. Because the Lord's good, and even when I don't understand it, and I don't know what's going on in my life, and I can't calculate how it could be for good, I know God is going to work it for good. You see, that's an attitude that sets you up for not quenching the Holy Spirit of God in your life. Because you need to not just have a good attitude, you need the prophetic in your life. Amen? We need the prophetic God, a word of God. The Bible says, we all know this, the last days, the church age, that all, everybody say all, shall prophesy. Men, women, young and old. It'll be an age of dreams and vision. This is the very language of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul wrote about the gifts. He said, desire them earnestly. I, I, I pray for you today, every one of you, whether I lay hands on you or not, I pray today that you have an earnest desire for the prophetic of God. Amen? You'll desire, and he said, especially that you may prophesy and speak those words unto one another and unto your own family. You might say, I'll never get the opportunity. You live with somebody, you got an opportunity to be prophetic. Amen? The prophetic word is how God calls us into our future. Did y'all get that? That's worth writing down. The prophetic word is how he calls you into your future. Because, see, prophetic words foretell, but they also edify, exhort, and build up and comfort us. And how many of you know we all need that in our lives as we go down this pathway God has for us? So I encourage you, don't quench the Holy Spirit. I've often wondered why would Paul write, despise not the prophetic gifts? I thought, why would you despise that? But you know what? I came to a place in my life because of some words that weren't from God or my own confusion about the prophetic that I got to where I would roll my eyes like if I get another word spoken over me, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands if any of you have ever been there. But I got like, you know, I don't want to hear another word. I, I, you know, you can see the whites of my eyes. I'd roll my eyes back. And I realized what was happening is I was despising the now speaking word of God to me. Amen? And what's the word to the church? It's repeated all through the scripture. If you have ears to hear, let the church what? Hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen? I love the spoken word, but I like the speaking word too. Amen? Not only bringing the spoken word, the written word alive, but the speaking word that's there. I wish there was a book of Rick that I could go buy. You know, for the prophetic direction of my life, there's not. Do I have to be able to listen to God? Amen? Does that help you today? So I want to encourage you and, and get you stirred up. One last example I'd like to leave with you. Is, and we're not, uh, I'm not going to turn there for the sake of time. But in 2 Chronicles, Jehoshaphat was in a predicament. The king of Israel was surrounded by the enemy. Three different armies had joined together to surround them. And there was no way in the natural. I want to say this to some of you for this coming year. You may have a situation that there's no way in the natural you can get through it. And you don't even want to face the new year. But I want to say to you today, they were in that predicament. They were certainly, they were going to, they were going to fall to the sword of these armies, and it wasn't going to go good. So Jehoshaphat calls for all the people of God to fast and pray. So I want to say it's a good thing to begin your year with fasting. We're beginning next Sunday at our church with a church-wide fast to seek the Lord. And what I love is they came before the Lord, and they said this, and I'm just going to paraphrase. They said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. 
I mean, you know, when you're in that predicament, that's a good time to fast. That's a good time to get before God and say, Lord, and just be honest. We need to be honest because, you know, if you were to go with the Lord, Lord, I think I know what I want to do. Please bless me. That's what we usually do. And the Lord said, I, I believe the Lord appreciates that where we have no guile in our heart, and we just go before him and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. And maybe you feel like that. You may feel like, I don't even know what 216 holds. I'm not even looking forward to it because I didn't really enjoy 215. And yet the Lord would say, if we would just have, let that be the cry of our heart. So they went before God, and they were prayer and fasting, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon a prophet. And he began to bring. Now notice, with that posture, the Spirit of the Lord came. And a prophetic word came. And when a prophetic word came, he said to them, again, I'll just kind of paraphrase this. He said, I don't want to leave anything out that's important with this. He said, do not fear or be dismayed, for the battle is not yours, but God's. I mean, that's a relief right there. Go stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Go and face them, for the Lord is with you. Everybody look at me. Eye contact. Look at me. The Lord is with you. As, as he's ever been with any generation, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And lo, I am with you. I am with you. I am with you always, even, finish it, even until the end of the age. So is he with us? Look at your neighbor and say, he's with you. Come on, do it. Some of you didn't even turn your head. You couldn't have said that to your neighbor. Come on, do it right now. Say, the Lord is with you. It's okay. Because they got to say it back to you. And if they don't, point them out to me right now. No, I'm just kidding. So they worship the Lord. They get this prophetic word. They begin to worship the Lord. And I love this. And they started to praise him with a very loud voice. It actually says that. The, the, the Levites, and they all got going. In, in other words, basically, the praise team got going, and they started worshiping God with a very loud voice. And then a statement comes, and you've heard this before, maybe not. But Jehoshaphat stands up in the midst of the assembly. I don't know if he's told the worship team yet what they're getting ready to do. Because the instruction of the Lord prophetically was, is worship team, you're going to go out before the army and start declaring the praises of God. I imagine the people that all wanted to sing and play, suddenly the list went down low. But they did. And if y'all know the story, when they went out and they stood there and began to sing worship unto the Lord, the Bible says the enemy was routed. Literally, these three armies turned on each other and wiped each other out. The army of Israel never took their swords to battle one thing. All they did was go in and pick up the spoil. That's the power of praise. Amen? That's the power of praise and worship before the Lord. But in that, Joshua says this. He said, trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. How many of you know it's important, no matter what God calls us to do prophetically in our going, we still need to be established on the word of God. Amen? But then he says something else to that. And this is not either or. He said, trust in the Lord and you will be established. You, your life will be grounded. You will have a firm footing. And trust in his prophets and you will succeed. Anybody want to succeed? Amen? I scared somebody. Y'all said succeed. I don't want to suck either. I want to succeed. Are y'all with me? Uh, well, you have to edit that, edit that if you're recording it. I, you know. But how many are ready to succeed? Amen? I want the seed part added to the other. Hallelujah. 
But, you know, we need to prophetic. Y'all see where it's both. Y'all see that. It's not an either-or thing. As you're grounded in your trust in God's word, the prophetic is so powerful. The prophetic words will change and transform us if we know how to receive them. Okay? The word trust, I had never done this word study, but I noticed that different translations would say trust, believe in, and I thought, well, what does it really say? And so I looked it up, and it's a Hebrew word, A-M-A-N, Amon. And it's the word where we derive amen. And it means, get this, with a trust and a belief, verbally agree with God. Verbally. I mean, an amen is not, mm. an amen is amen, be it unto me. Amen, according to the word of God. Amen is not a religious response when I ask you to say amen. Amen. It's, it's something in your heart that trusts in what was said to you. Isn't that powerful? So when you amen the word of God, hallelujah, all the promises are yes, by which we give our amen, you'll be established. How many of you want to be established on this in 2016? Amen? <laughs> and if you will amen, see, Mary knew this. Mary knew this. The angel said, explains to her what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. You're going to conceive. We just talked about that, probably. <laughs> the miracle of Christmas and all of that. And Emmanuel, God with us. And, but this, this virgin girl had to believe God. And you remember what she said. Behold, the bondservant of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. She, Amon, amen, the word of God. I want to say to some of you today, you may be do it down here at the altar, you may do it walking out the door, but whatever you receive today, I want you to make it a part of your life every day to begin to amen that word in your life. Amen? Keep it alive. Keep the word alive within you as you walk out this year. Will you do that? Will you do that? Hallelujah. I love the word amen, but it can be quite religious if we don't understand the meaning behind it. Amen? <laughs> Samuel was given directions to the king Saul. And something very powerful gets revealed here. And, I, and this is important for what we're getting ready to do. Samuel was telling Saul that he was going to meet up with some prophets and some minstrels. And the word was going to do something powerful to him. If you could pull up that last passage. In 1 Samuel, look at this. Afterward, here's his instruction to him. Afterward, you will come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. How many of you know, if it's the hill of God, it shouldn't have a Philistine garrison on it? Notice, and I want to say this to some of you, your home is God's home. But if there's something demonic there, it shouldn't be there, so take note. Amen? Sometimes we read things so fast we don't catch it. You will come to the hill of whose hill is it? God, but there's a Philistine garrison there. And it shall be, as soon as you have come to the city, that you will meet a group of prophets. Say, oh, no. no. A group of prophets coming down. Look at this. From the high place. See, when we worship, that's the high place. Amen? With what? Harp, tambourine, flute, and lyre before them. And they will be what? Prophesying. How I many know a lot of times it's out of that worship flow that the prophetic begins to really flow? Y'all with me? A lot of people have asked, why, well, why do we got to do a few songs before anybody prop? Well, it's just the way it works, okay, out of the presence of God. But look at that next verse. Everybody say, then. 
Say then. Once you get in faith about this. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily, and you shall prophesy with them and be changed. Finish it for me. And be changed into another man. Wow. The prophetic word of God is transforming. Would anybody like to have some transformation this year? Some change? Anybody with me? I don't know about you, but I don't want to ditto last year. There were some good things in last year, but I don't want to repeat that. Amen? See, it's in your spiritual DNA for change and transformation and growth and increase. And when we don't have it, there's creativity in your words. Hello? How do you keep the word near you? In your heart and in your mouth. And when we don't have that going on, we become oppressed. And we become lukewarm. Amen? We become dis detached from the things of God. And we might be to the point even to where we would despise something prophetic. I don't know about you, but let's not be like that. New Life Church, let's be a prophetic church. Let's be a word church. Let's be a worshiping church. Amen? A church with a mission. Amen? And it's not just to pull off a service once a week. But that it impacts Jackson and beyond. Amen? And that's what God wants to do because I'm telling you, church, He is stirring up things. There's things shifting right now prophetically with the fivefold ministry and the apostolic and the prophetic. And all I can say, I don't know clearly what's happening, but I know clearly something is happening. And how it's going to look, I don't know. But I do know this. It challenges all of our paradigms, especially any of us that have been in the kingdom for more than five minutes. It's going to challenge us. Amen? Change is always for our good, but it's not always fun. Amen? And so we got to be willing to allow that to take place so God can do what he wants to do. Does that stir your faith this morning? One more thing about prophecy. You might say, well, I never get a word. I want you to hold on to this. When the angel of the Lord was ministering to John in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, John falls on his face before the angel, and the angel says, don't do that. You know, angels won't. Angels will not let men worship them. He said, don't do that. He, get this. He said, I am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. He says, that's the testimony, is it not? He hold to it. I would, like, I would add to that who a, a minute, who hold to it. That's a part of you. That's who you are. And he said, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Somebody stands up and says, you know, Brother Jeremy, last week, last week, somebody laid hands on me, and I got healed. I just want to testify. You could be sitting there going, I'll never get a word from the Lord. You need a healing. You could go right there and go, I'll take some of that. Because, see, that testimony is prophesying to you. Because, see, the meaning of the word testimony is that God, it's not a recording of history for history's sake. It's a recording of history and indicating God intends to do it again. Amen? And I want to say to you, he will accomplish a work in our generation. Hallelujah. So let's not be scoffers. Let's be open to what God wants to say. So you might receive something just very comforting. You might receive something startling. Amen. But just keep your heart open to that. So I want to ask you to do something if we could. I'd like to ask you to stand and we're going to worship. And then we're just going to see what the Lord wants to say. Let me say this about prophecy. It could come to you today. Uh, there will obviously probably be something corporately spoken over all of us, right? 
Everybody understand what I mean? And then, obviously, we're going to come to a point where we were going to open up and just I'll let Pastor Jeremy direct you, but we'll have a time where we'll, we'll make uh, the ministry gifts here available to you and we'll minister to you a blessing, a New Year's blessing, and anything prophetic with that the Lord wants to give you. Is that what you had in mind? Anybody ready for that? I said, is anybody ready for that? Well, let's stir up, and let's just open our hearts right now. Would you just pray with me this morning? Would you just lift your hands and lift your face to heaven? Don't look at me. Lift your face to heaven. I just ask you just to pray this from your heart. Give it voice. It's important for you to give it voice. Jesus, I believe you have something for me for this new year. And I desire that any remnant in me of the old wineskin, that you would renew me re-energize me, form me, shape me into that wineskin to receive what you have for me and for this church. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. We look to you. We lift our voices to you. And we set our hearts to always verbally agree with your established word but also verbally agree with your prophetic words and to hold fast to them throughout this year as we see them come to pass. And gee, I'd like us to do the Holy Spirit Thou Art Welcome here song again, and especially that bridge. How many want to live this year aware of His presence everywhere you go? Amen? Stuck in traffic, driving alone. Uh, how many just want to be aware of Him at all times? I want that more than anything in my life. Hallelujah. I want you to right now just to cry out to God. Ask Him to come flood. When you say come flood this place, I want you to just put your hand over your heart. How about, it's one thing to flood a building, but how about flood right here? Flood me, God. Flood me to overflowing. Hallelujah. And if you'll be sincere, I believe He's going to come on some of you without a prophetic word. He's just going to touch you today as we worship the Lord. Let's lift up our voices to the Lord.
out to your right and left and just put your hand on your neighbor on their shoulder or grab their hand if you want just father right now we just speak yeah keep keep something going basically uh, lord we just we just speak to our spiritual senses right now and we pray for lord none of us stand here today thinking we've just got the sharpest hearing and the sharpest seeing but lord i do know that's your desire for us And I just release over this house that you will be a house of dreams and visions. That you will be a house of encounters with God. For I declare unto you what the first house of God was called. The house of God and the gate of heaven. I say to you, New Life Church, you are the house of God and you are the gate of heaven. And I say to everyone in this room, you as his sheep can hear his voice. As it's spoken to you through a man or woman of God, and even in worship and prayer, you can hear his voice. And so Lord, we just bind deafness. We bind and break the blinders of blindness in Jesus' name. Lord, I command the fog that the enemy would bring 
that veil the enemy would try to bring. We remove it today in Jesus' name. We command veils to be lifted off of this congregation from the leadership to the whatever we would call the greatest to the least. We say, see and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. We call it an awakening in your spirit, man. I call forth a desiring God to say, if there's going to be change, I want what God has for me, not what I had planned. Not my own resolutions, but I want to go with God. And so, Lord, right now we pray for one another and we pray for a release of keenness of sight in the spirit and super sensitivity and hearing in our ears. Thank you, Lord. Just release that anointing, I pray, Father. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. If you have your prayer language, just, just pray. Just pray in the Holy Spirit a little bit. Just stir up. Just stir it up. Just stir it up. If you'll open your mouth, He will fill it today. Just let Him fill you. Just worship the Lord. Just worship. This is under God. Just under God right now. Just begin to release it. Release the freshness of worship. We call forth the wells, oh God. Come and flood this place and fill the atmosphere of our homes, oh God. Of our lives, oh God. Of this church, oh God. Come, Holy One. Come, Holy One. the Lord saying my plans my plans for this house my plans for this house New Life Church is truly to be known as a gateway of heaven upon earth a place in this city where people will come and they too will sense an awareness of my presence in the midst of me says the Lord for I'm calling you to be a house of harvest I'm calling you to be a house of healing I'm calling you to be a house of my presence and there will be a reputation to the houses of worship. For the Lord says to you, I am still building the tabernacle of David. I'm still restoring a people who are of the throne room. And I'm calling you to that, says the Lord. And this is a season and a shift that's taking place in churches. And I'm putting my hand upon the churches that will say, Lord, here am I. Let me be your royal priest to stand in that place. Ladders up, hallelujah, to the heavens. And in that, says the Lord, the things that man has planned and man has tried and man has wanted to do, that if there were no fruit, there will be great fruitfulness because of my presence. If you want that for your church, just say amen to it. Just say amen. If you want that for your church, just begin to respond now. Let's just begin to respond properly before the Lord. We just want you to say, so be it unto us. Let us be that house, oh God. Pastor Jeremy, I feel like in the area of you know, praise and worship and, and people, I, I just believe they're, they're coming and, and, and to not sweat it. You know, I, I believe 
I believe there's more coming. I mean, I know it's a holiday weekend this weekend. I'm just saying, I believe that there's, there's, there's coming. There's, there's going to be something where it's not going to be just to pull off this service on Sunday, but, you know, to do other things. And God's going to bring the minstrels into this house that are going to lead people into the presence of the Lord. And, and it, it'll be multiplied to do other things with the vision and what God has for you. So, But I feel like the Lord just said, don't sweat it right now. Just go for God. And it'll, it'll naturally come. Amen. Start calling them in. I encourage you in that.